So what are we going to call this thing? Ah, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forums. And this is Parker, go by Tweak on forums. This is Jeremy. Uh, you know how I feel about forums. <laughs> all right. It's all positive. All positive. He likes them. None of the positives. <laughs> uh, Parker remains in his uh, probationary status. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm working hard, though. T- you will speak uh, when we tell you to speak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe maybe next time don't show up an hour and 40 minutes late. Got it. During your probationary period. <clears throat> okay. Duly noted. <laughs> All right. Let's go. All right. Parker, do the, do the news. 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 All right. So news. Uh, first news. We got an affiliation list update. Um, a couple whammies on there. Uh uh, first whammy to notice um, of course X-Force is the main reason why we had an affiliation update so we got the X-Force official list we got what we thought was going to be on there Cable, Deadpool, uh, Domino uh, however uh, you'll find that um, Bob Agent of Hydra is not an X-Force member or at least right now um, so even though he's coming out with Deadpool he's not going to be an X-Force member and um, he is a Hydra member yeah though. he is a Hydra member so he is he is on, in the Cabal Along with what we thought was we knew about Cabal, which was Sin and Viper. We already found out they were going to be Cabal members in their panel to place. Um, other X-Force editions, Sabretooth and Wolverine, those super popular X-Force characters, question mark, eyebrow raise. I don't know why that's there. And Wolverine actually makes perfect sense. The new versions of X-Force, you know, totally sans Cable and Domino yeah. in that group. Wolverine is the leader of the X-Force, so that makes sense. But Sabretooth, I have no idea why he's on that list. I guess I think they're just lumping the Weapon X team into X-Force. Yeah, it's Deadpool, Sabretooth, Wolverine, all Weapon X folks. Um, and then finally on there we have an official uh, uh, official note of Colossus. So Colossus, the Metal Mutant, is coming to the game. Um, right now he's only uh, in X-Force, but that's probably going to change. I just wanted to point out that I was totally right. Mm-hmm. They're going to put the metal Russian boys in a box together. It's going to be Colossus and Omega Red, 100%. Yep. I like that a lot. Um, also, Parker, on the affiliation list, can you help me find something real quick? Sure. I'm looking for the Hydra team affiliation. I was, I, can you show me where it it's is? It's not on I here. I missed it. It's not on here. Interesting. <laughs> uh, which is, I think, big misstep on their point. Big misstep. They did. But they hey. didn't listen to any of your letters you wrote. Yep. Uh, I'll write five more. Um, <laughs> I I will actually say this. That of course, the other thing we found out is that um, um, factions getting bigger, always getting bigger. Um, criminal Syndicate is adding Sin, um, so she'll be a Cabal and a Criminal Syndicate character. Um, and the uh, uh, the Avengers just keep avenging Jesus. Um, <laughs> Cable's going to be an Avenger for some damn reason. Sure, why not? I guess, sure. I, okay, fine. Yeah, he, he, he uses Captain America's shield in the future, so I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, Deadpool will be an Avenger because that's... I, I mean, he would try, I'm sure, but I don't know why he's an Avenger. Uh, 
Iron Fist and Luke Cage. He's trainee. Yeah, Iron Fist and Luke Cage actually make some sense because they they. Uh, they're the new Avengers, right? Right. They're they're both new Avengers for a little while before the you know in between Heroes for Hire stints they've been the new Avengers, so that makes sense. But um, but yeah, for some reason Cable and Deadpool on the Avengers and I I. This is perfect editorial for me right here. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why they just keep making the Avengers bigger. I don't get it. Like I don't, I. They they want there to be more than enough characters for each faction. Yeah. I I disagree with the thought process, but I, I understand it. I just disagree with it. Uh, they they want there to be a large selection of characters for each team. So X Force or X Men or whatever team you're talking about isn't just in a box where it's like, okay, well, this is how you build defenders. It's like, well, there's 14 defenders, then that isn't just the only way you build them. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that, like, desire, but at the same time, I don't. I would rather there be more affiliations. I think it's more interesting to the game than just having, like, eight or ten affiliations. Like, how about we had 20 affiliations, each one has six characters in it. Mm -hmm. I think that's more interesting. Uh, on one positive note... Uh... Last time when we, uh, or sorry, it was two, yeah, two episodes ago when we were talking about Cable's uh, stats, I said I was very excited to play him in my Avengers list. Was that three episodes ago? Do you mean three? Is that three? Three episodes ago, because remember there was one where you weren't here. Right, I thought that the, was, that was the one before that. No, the one before that. Okay, yeah, you're right, that's three. So three episodes three, ago yeah. when we saw Cable's card, I, the first thing I said was, man, put Cable in Avengers and watch you really claw your eyes out with how do you kill an Avenger. Well, now there actually is going to be an Avenger, so You're solves that yeah, sol yeah. yeah solves that problem real fast um, of how do you keep faction affiliation and play Cable and Avengers? As it turns out, not too hard. So good for good news for me. I wanted to do that, but I still don't. I feel like I'm taking advantage of uh, like a, a rule that shouldn't be. <laughs> I feel like it's like the, there's this little like little uh, asterisk caveat that I'm taking advantage of. I don't even. It kind of makes me feel dirty even thinking about it now, but. Um, that's because I don't know why he's in Avengers. Um, so yeah, those are the that was the main thing to get from affiliation. You guys get anything else for affiliation? Not really. Nope. All right. Other news. Uh, we now know that um, uh, the next release will be on May fourteenth. Is the next release date for Marvel Crisis? Uh, we will get Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in a box. Uh, Sin and Viper also in a box, and Mister Sinister all in his lonesome. All in his lonesome. It's okay. He'll make new friends. Yeah. Also, don't make promises on delivery, Parker. Don't make promises. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, look, that's... I get my heart set on something. I'm ready to go. And this shit don't happen. So, look. <laughs> uh, to be fair, ever anytime Asmodee has set a release date on their website, it's been correct. Mm -hmm. I will say, as, uh, yeah, FFG and Asmodee. Yeah, any, any, uh, everyone I've ever seen for Star Wars was correct. They've never, anytime they've ever had to push it back, they told us way before they ever tried to print a date. Um, yeah, usually once there's a there's a number, that's when it's going to be out. Yeah, they, they, they to, usually do not pull triggers. When I go up to the shop and I have to drop $300 on six box sets, I'm not going to be excited about that. Oh, don't worry. It'll be uh, $700. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 700 Huh, Sinister comes with a set piece. He, Weird. He comes with Sinister Castle. He it's Sinister basically Castle, Castle. Grayskull only with. <laughs> yeah, it's Castle Grayskull only with Sinister heads on it. You know what? Um, He'll be the first model yeah. that I pass. I'm just gonna pass. I have everything else, but I will pass <laughs> yeah. on him. No, uh, Sinister is twenty five dollars on his lonesome, like uh, most of the other single models. That's not yeah. bad. That's fine. Uh, so speaking of Sinister. 
we do have a sinister panel to play. We found out a little bit about him. He seems fun. He's uh, he's got a similar uh, kind of flair, a la Hella, because he is a uh, he's somebody who manipulates power, and at the same time, he has his own little currency that he collects. Well, let's talk about what he does. Just the green smoke. That's why he's like Hella. Green smoke. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of Mysterio. Mysterio is the green smoke. Uh, so, Mr. Sinister's panel to play that I totally had up, ready to go. Here we go. Um, so, genetic samples is his extra currency. The, he can have three of them at a time. He uh, collects the samples with a range four beam attack. After each attack in that beam is resolved, he gains one genetic sample token up to the ma uh, three maximum. So, it's a range four beam. So, he can gain, you know, potentially maybe even all three at once with one attack, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like that they made that really easy to gather. That it make that very difficult um, to collect. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, that's really Hella's problem. Yeah, is she can't get her souls fast enough. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do not know all the things that it can do right now, but uh, specifically, we know it can restore his health. Uh, it can uh, uh, it says cripple opponents, which is probably some sort of effect. Um, maybe uh, like stagger or stun, something like that. Uh, or yeah. he can just do a shockwave called recombinant disintegration. Um, it looks like it won't be... Is this is a strength six mystic attack um, that hits multiple targets, but the uh, range increases as uh, according yeah. to the number of genetic samples he has. So is this an AoE around him mm -hmm. that will get bigger and bigger? Is that... Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. They, they reference like. as being the area attack, so right. it should be an area equal to... So an AoE 3 on a medium base is quite a large area. Yeah, that is big. That's big, big. That's the same as Power of the Cosmos maxed out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a dinner plate. Right. I would like to see um, them make an area attack that actually happens. Most of the time, a area attacks never happen. Yeah. Well, it's usually because they're way too expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So... Uh, we also know that he's going to have telepathy um, somehow, so we're probably going to have some control effects, uh, and that they were just kind of mentioned that. Um, yeah, and that, oh, the, the, his AoE effect, if you roll a certain combination of dice, it will also trigger one damage to everybody in the AoE as well. So an automatic an automatic AoE right. damage. But that's on each roll, though. So if mm -hmm. it's just like hit and wild, and you hit four people, well, that could be four flat damage to everybody. Right. Super cool. Yeah, move over, Daredevil. Someone's actually good at the game. <laughs> I hope he's really badass. I actually hope he's really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I, I'm curious. Good. If they they talk about it earlier in the the, the scroll when it's just like background information, mm -hmm. they talk about how he can regenerate his body. So I'm curious if they only meant the ability to heal himself that they mentioned later, or maybe he'll have healing factor as well. I don't know. Yeah. I expect they'll probably they'll probably as a game balancing thing they'll probably have it have to do with his genetic splicing kind of like um, like Hella has to spend her thing to get her effect I suspect but mm -hmm. he could have healing he I mean in the, in the game he uh, well actually in the comic books it depends upon like kind of what era of Sinister you're looking at because yeah. some eras of Sinister he is basically like a jelly man like he can do. Like, he can just move his body. Mm -hmm. He's basically Mr. Fantastic, the mutant. Like, he's kind of crazy uh, in his yeah. ability to, to manipulate they his body. They basically make him into Apocalypse at one point. Yeah. But then modern Minister Sinister, he's just a super smart guy. Super smart mutant guy is what he is in the modern uh, modern comics. So, 
we'll see like which the com the 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 costume they're using for him is the you know traditional you know Mr. Sinister from the the X Men cartoon, which is that you know um, apocalypse light kind of power set that he had. So there's currently yeah. no models that can just heal themselves with their abilities, right? Aside from, can Groot do it? Yeah, yeah Groot, Groot just spends power to heal. Yeah, so I wonder if he can just spend his things just to heal himself. I mean, that would be a thing. I think that's obviously what he can do, is he can spend the the DNA samples, the, was that what they're called? Or genetic sample. He can spend mm. a genetic sample to heal himself in some way. But the, with the way it's worded, you could even argue that they're kind of implying that he can go from injured to healthy. Because it says restore his body to health. Like, I don't know what that means. I oh, assume I it would just lo- be removing I damage. think that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be crazy? If he's if he was the only character that could go back to healthy, oh, that crazy. That's it. Flip the table, quit the game. That's all there is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they're intentionally very vague about a lot of his yeah. abilities. And so this is one of the characters I'm, I'm really rooting for a spoiler on. I want to see what this guy does. And I think it could be a lot of cool stuff. And Sinister's just cool. He's one of the better yeah. villains. Yeah, I hope I, I re- I'm kind of rooting for him to be a, a five point super badass. I hope he is. That's that's kind of. I mean, he's basically like Vampire Man, right? Like, like not really, but like kind of is. Like, he's an old 19th century person. He's recluse. He does he does evil things to people. He has no empathy. Like, he's basically just a vampire, but with like genetics. Um, I th- I the. I love how he's written in the modern era. In the modern era, he's like a uh, he's like a ridiculous, egotistical, mad scientist, right? Like your traditional, yeah. like he basically like in, in the modern era, in the modern comics. I'm going to do a pan. I'm going to my my not the the comic book for this week, but my comic book for next week is my favorite Mister Sinister comic ever. It's amazing because he is just like what would happen if you gave somebody you know infinite resources and incredible you know. Uh, a potential and they were a, a genius like what what is a real mad scientist capable of and he basically goes rick sanchez on the x-men and it's wonderful um so i i, I love that version of him but this version looks more like you're know, kind of like a mutant psychic vampire kind of guy so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see how it shows up in the comics or so what show it shows up in the game he definitely but. looks like a vampire yeah yep um in other news uh we we got an illusion uh, two uh, some tactics cards uh, in Ash and Cinder uh, were two tactics cards. We got an illusion to. Do we? Uh, they were no, no. It's, a... That is one card. Right in Ash and Cinder. That is one card. Uh, sorry, in Ash and Cinder is, is one card. I actually didn't get it. It was on a stream, right? No, yeah, I was going to talk about it. Sure. So the um, they played a game five days ago. Well, it's five days ago today. Uh, so it would be on April 9th. They played a. a uh, Cabal versus X Force battle report between Dallas and Shick, and uh, during the game, Shick uses one of the or one of the new cards, and it's basically a a bomb that you can use with either Sin or Crossbones, and uh, you place it within range three of one of them. It costs two power. You place it at the start of the activation phase, and in the cleanup phase, it detonates. And when it detonates, it destroys all train with size 3 or less within range 2 and does 2 damage and stun to any character within 2 of it. Ugh. So you basically place it down. You're like, so if you want to take this point, that's fine, but you're going to get blown up for it, right? Hmm. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So imagine uh, imagine that on Gamma. Like, that's, that's just... 
We'll also keep in mind that she does her bullshit if you're contesting points. And so mm-hmm. if that's going to force you to bottleneck somewhere else, then she's just going to get to affect those people again. And so it, I think it'll be nice because it'll interact very well with her affiliation bonus. Um, and also it's just thematic because, you know, crossbones and bombs just go together. Yep. I love thing. I love tactics cards that fit really great in a certain place, but nowhere else. So yeah, you're taking that. That's great. It does a thing, and it's very powerful. But in a lot of lists, you'll never take it. So that to me is great. I love that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's the news. I like it a lot. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, so that's going to take us into our main topic today. We're going to try and round out the character-specific tactics cards with ratings. Are you ready, Parker? I'm ready. Oh, man, All I'm right, ready. We're, we're starting with Deception. Deception. Um, uh, no. First off, it gets points for card art. Gosh, it's such cool card art. Uh, Deception is a, an unaffiliated card. If Mystique is there, she can play it. Uh, it's an active Mystique card. Choose an enemy character within range 4 of Mystique. If there are no other non-dazed enemy characters within 2 of the chosen character, you may advance the chosen character its speed towards this character being Mystique. So Mystique plays it. If there are no other non-dazed, it's double negative, um, mm-hmm. enemy characters within 2, you get to move them. Yeah, so basically, if you have a buddy to help you, the card doesn't do anything. Mm. Uh, But it doesn't cost power, right? which is really cool, and it doesn't have to be during her activation, so that's also cool. Right. Also, uh, worth noting, it says advance toward. Now, this game, advance towards, just means any, you know, from the point they started, they're slightly closer to Mystique, right? So they can go sideways. Yeah, it's a 90-degree angle. So it's right. a 90-degree channel pointed towards you. So it's 45 degrees off-center. Right, so it's not directly towards. You can have them shimmy. Correct. You can yeah. have them shimmy quite an angle sideways towards something yeah. else you needed them to be. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a very good card. Um, important thing is it's their speed, not a set distance, so it's more mm-hmm. effective versus people that are fast. Jeremy, you got anything to say about this? Um, I mean, it's you already said it. It's free. Um, it is used by a character that's only three points um that also is not terrible um and it can be used at any time so it's a winner like this is one of your i I put this in the top 10 cards of the game um if i ever use mystique it's going in and using mystique isn't that hard to do uh as a meta card it's a very 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 powerful card for tournaments and like trying to win a game like it's very solid that's what i'll say uh, I'll agree that a lot of people think it's really good. I'm not nearly as high on it as other people are, but I also really dislike Mystique. And so anytime I see someone playing Mystique, they're like, oh, well, I have Deception. It's like, okay, like that's good, obviously. It lessens the bad choice of playing Mystique, in my opinion, but I'm not a fan of her. I don't I don't think what she does is that valuable at the moment. But yeah, there's no question it's a good card. I, I think this, this card is super-duper good, but... M- for me, it's kind of like opportunity cost because you play Lethal Protector, it's also super-duper good, can totally ruin an opponent's turn and what they're planning on doing. But after you play Lethal Protector, you also have Venom on the board, and Venom is also super good and will ruin your opponent's turn every turn. If Mystique is on the board, you play Deception, you definitely took your opponent's you know wind out of their sails by, you know, their models are not where they thought they were. But then you have Mystique on the board, and what is she doing the rest of the game? She's not doing nothing, but is she doing 
enough work to make this uh, worth its cost because there is kind of a cost. You have to play a character that's non-interactive, more of a scenario-based character. But I'm not saying bad. I don't think she's bad, but I but she's not contributing like say a Venom can. Um, I, I so... think. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I think the fact that you've thrown Venom and Mystique in the same category is going to really upset people. First off, Venom is Why? really frowned upon by most communities. Um, yeah, well, most communities don't don't understand how Venom works. Fine, that that's fine. <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing it out there that guys, we understand. Don't freak the fuck out. We all have our own metas. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I will say is, uh, Mystique has a lot of things that are really cool, and I just don't think we play her in this area. So I just it just is what it good. is. Go ahead. You no, know, I get that. I understand that people obviously people are are having success with her, or they wouldn't be playing her. Uh, I just think it's it's perfectly hilarious that people look at Mystique and this card and go, that's good. And then they look at Venom, who literally has this printed on his card and say he's bad. And I'm just like, how? Like, how is that the same thing? Like, literally, he can target an enemy within range four and push them towards himself. It's And it's medium, not their speed. So I guess it's worse against move longers, better against move shorters. But it's like, and there's no restriction. It just pushes them towards you. Like... How how can you compare those two things? And I know Venom is four points, and he's not easy to squeeze into every list. But I think the only reason people are playing Mystique is because they want to play Brotherhood, and I don't think she's a good three point model. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I, I think that they play Mystique because of Deception. To be honest, from what from what I understand from most metas, like they play Mystique because of Deception and the fact that doesn't she have Stealth? She has Stealth, right? She has Stealth. And she's and only three she has, points, so yeah, she, she has Stealth. A lot of points. Yeah. She has stealth and martial artist. She's she's a deceptively, you know, pun intended, mm-hmm. deceptively strong like defensive character. So back to the card. Back to the card, mm-hmm. right? So deception's a solid card, right? We can all agree on that. Yes. Yeah, it's a good, good card. So where do we rank it? Where do we where do we put that guy? Brandon, what do you got? I I, I want to say six because you can only play it with Mystique. If it was a universal unaffiliated card, it'd probably be an eight or a nine, but. Only being able to play with it with Mystique is, I think, a pretty big negative. And I I think that that might change in the future, because once Brotherhood gets rounded out more and there's more character options, the way Mystique fits into the faction will become a much bigger deal. So I'm going to follow up with that. Um, because it's free, because she's only three points, and because she can also be a leader, you know, just, just to be anti-Brandon, I'm going to call it a seven. I just think it's very important that it does cost zero because she can't afford to play it. Like that character is amazingly power hungry for being a three point character. Uh, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a seven as well. And the reason why I'm going to give it a seven is uh, I think Mystique is, uh, um, she's one of those, uh, she's not untapped. I think people are, are constantly looking at her and I think there's a reason for it. Uh, I don't, I'm not just going with groupthink here. The reason why I give her a seven, I think the the fact of deception is entirely free. The 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 tactical flexibility that it has, and the fact that she herself is not she's not a bad character. Um, she's worth. I think she's worth three points. Um, I also think her stock can go. Like you said, her stock can go up. So I think it's a seven. I don't think she's worth three points. I think there's a lot of three point characters that are much better than she is. Like. I, much much better. I think when you stack other three pointers that does do the job that she does next to her, she is actually stronger than them. I think. But like who? Give me an example. Okay, another three point stealthy. 
Uh, model. Let's look. Let's let's let's, let's sort. Let's look. Um, she's better than, of course. I think she's better than Ant Man and Wasp. Uh, oh. I think she's better. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! I, th I think she's better than. Uh, I think she's better than the closest. I think analog, which is Black Widow, Agent of Shield. I think she's just straight better than her. Um, really? You think so? Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, I, I think I would. I haven't played Black Widow yet, but I, I would naturally assume that Black Widow would be better. I just think she's she's more valuable, but I could definitely be wrong. Um, yeah, I think the fact that she has the combination of defense in in close up and defense, you know, with stealth, the fact that, like you said, she's a team leader, so you're getting you know uh, some efficiency there. Like you can play well, a team stealth? with it. Right, so she's she's fast, she's stealthy, she's you know martial arts isn't terrible, but it's also not amazing. Like there's a lot of situations where martial arts isn't going to save you. Almost every character that actually gets played has range three attacks, and so all they have to do is line that up, and she's pretty squishy outside of that range three. So, but you have to, but in order to martial arts only works at range two, right? But if basically you you in order to ignore her defensive abilities, you have to attack her in exactly in between range two and three. That's that's really I think that's a right. really strong that you you force your opponent to be there in order to do something to her really effectively. Um, I think I think that's a lot stronger than something that like Black Widow, for example, offers. Um, also, I mean, have so Shapeshifter? Have you guys talked about that? Like Shapeshifter is good. Um, yeah. The fact that but, you can't re-roll against her is mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Yep. She just shoots the gun, and it is what it is. And I mean, the game is about spiking. So, if she happens to catch use, you, what's stopping the rerolls? You can't use superpowers. Can't use reactive superpowers. Correct. A lot of rerolls are passives. True, 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 true. So, reactive superpowers and tactics cards. So, some right. of the stuff that's annoying. the 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 big stuff on here is um, you can't use cards like exceptional healing or Odin's blessing. You can't use recalibration matrix. Um, you can't use last minute save. There's a lot of really good stuff on Shapeshifter, but I think the vast majority of rerolls in the game are going to be um, passives. So, I mean, you're balancing against this against deception. Mm -hmm. So, really, we're getting into like. I was just. You were gone, so I was talking to Parker. I understand. This, but yeah, I, I am not a fan of Mystique. I've been very vocal about that. I know. I, I think she, she, she was not a huge miss, but like, I just feel like. She she was intentionally handicapped because they thought she would be too good, and that annoys me. Specifically, like the fact that her rapid fire only triggers on a hit. She does almost no damage, and she's exceptionally power and action hungry because she has no action economy, and she has no positioning stuff. Everything she does is just walk and shoot. And so, if you walk up and shoot your pistol, you're and don't roll a hit. She just basically did nothing for the round. Mm -hmm. and it's just like okay. It's just very, very sad. Mm -hmm. And Expert Sabotage is really cool, but you have to have three power and then move and then do it. You don't get to attack that round. It's just really hard to pull off unless your opponent just walks into it for you. I don't know. She she just feels kind of like she she missed a couple points. Is that And so I don't like including her because it feels like I'm handicapping my list when I could take one of many better three-point models that do a similar role to her. Anyway... So, tax cards, uh, Deception got a 7, because you guys vo both voted 7. Okay. Ooh, and now a great one, Professionals. Yeah. 
<laughs> all right, Part finally, card. we get to the good one. Uh, professionals. Yeah, we've been waiting all of the episodes for this. <laughs> Natasha, any Natasha Romanoff and Clinton Barton uh, may spend two power each to play this card. Uh, if Clint Barton damages a character with an attack this round and Natasha Romanoff is within range two of that damaged character, you may move one asset or civilian ticket from the damaged character to Natasha. She is now holding that token. This card does not allow a character to hold more tokens than the crisis specifies. Uh, unfortunately, this card cannot be played by Natasha Romanova, very sad. <laughs> they they edited that. They actually fixed that. I know. They, they fixed it. Yeah, yeah, it works on both. Um, wow, this card seemed so good like a year ago. Remember? Remember how good this card seemed? So before Enchantress existed or Miles, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. But now this is the most complicated matrix to mm. have to connect <laughs> to do yeah. a thing that's actually pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's now there's a whole team that does it. Like Sin does it, right? Too. Like Sin mixes with your stuff too. It's yeah. My, Miles and Enchantress just do it, and then Sin will knock it down and do it. You know. So it's weird. It's weird that they printed this card. It's. I would say like they printed the card testing the waters, but I don't know who played this card when it came out to test the waters. I don't know. Or, or if they printed it and went, ooh, this really actually doesn't work. We need to print a really easy mode, so let's make a bunch of characters that just have it already. I'm not sure I mean, what they thought. Of the I mean, maybe card. that was that was exactly it. Maybe yeah. they were like, hey, we, we made this card, and we, we've been playing it. It's just not good enough, and so then what? stuff like Enchantress comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this card isn't absolutely terrible. There's a lot of buddy team-up cards that are way worse than this. This actually has a role that is not fulfilled by someone else on the team. So I think this is fine. I think it's absolutely legit. In fact, I think it's hilarious because I can tell you with our group, like you look at the table and you're like, what is going on here? And then all of a sudden you lose your asset. You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) Nobody would see this coming. Nobody suspects the butterfly. (laughs) But it does cost four, right? Because both have to spend two. I would actually... Yeah, they each have spent two. I will say there are situations where this card actually is useful, like because a lot of times when you're doing like find the power core mission, like the alien ship one, so you'll have Natasha run up to one of the points and check it, and if she fails, then your opponent then comes up later and checks it and finds it. You're like, oh well, Hawkeye will shoot you now and steal it, and you're like, oh, like that that actually could be really cool and useful. Like I think this card has value. It's just very niche. Do. Do any of you, do either of you think that if you wanted to play this card, like if you're excited to play this card, I feel like it almost needs Black Widow Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. because she's the one that can actually maybe go up there and not die instantly. Uh, am I... Why? You think she's... think the, the other Black Widow is that much harder to kill? Oh, I'm just saying that she seems... She's a... She has a little bit more... I mean, you were more... just talking about how martial arts makes them that much harder to kill, so... I guess you're right. I guess. <laughs> I I mean, I'm just trying to figure that. out. I, I can't, can't figure out. So a both have this happens. both have stealth. Agent has better hit points and stats. Um, Parting shot lets you move around a little bit, so maybe your like your opponent tries to kill you, and you you know use it to get closer, maybe like within close range to make Hawkeye's thing happen. Like I don't. I know. mean, I I know Agent of Shield is better in like the long term. I just prefer the two point one because she's better at grabbing objectives. I will say the Agent of Shield will actually get two power a lot easier because she has you know rapid fire on her pistol and everything. That will that's true. Like she actually will get two power pretty quick. 
Yeah, the correct answer is probably using agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, All right, uh, I'm going to rate this now, unless you ahead. guys have something important to say. I, I will say yeah. one more thing. With Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., you can actually, if you have enough power in a turn, you can, like, if Hawkeye downs the uh, dam. Oh, no, when it downs, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Never mind. Now you could take it and then activate. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't say you have to activate before the person. So they run yeah. up and try and fight you. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to think of a way to also anyway. get an extra victory points out of Ancient of uh, Shields' um, ability, but that doesn't really work. So meh, can't double dip very easily. Kind of say if this is a three. I think it's a three because you have to take two characters, which one of either is fine. And they well, both just are two out of three, right? Two out of th- like two. <laughs> two out of three characters. <laughs> Holy shit! You have to take two of these guys. Ch- they're cheap characters, and they have a little bit of synergy. They're on the same team, at least. Sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> but you have to like set this up, and this is one of your tactics yeah. cards, really. Yeah, I'm, I think three. Yikes! Like I don't I mind. I don't think a three. this card's terrible. I'll, I'll back you up with a three. It's fine. Four. Four seems like a big reach. I would. Act, I actually give this thing a two. I I think it's that bad. I don't think even if you take Hawkeye and Black Widow, which I have done both, I don't. I didn't even put this. I took Hawkeye and Agent of Shield Widow, and I still it didn't even get close to making the cut. Like it wasn't even in consideration. Yeah, but you're bad at the game. We just talked about how you leave your models in their deployment zone. Uh, you're so right. Hard yeah, to pull I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I right, Parker. Bother. I think it's two. Parker, mm-hmm. you've been overruled. Four. Take a shot. That's not how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. That's not how it works. Right, Jeremy? That's how it works. Jeremy, we have to conspire. That's yep. not how it works. From now on, we have to say the same number. Yep. That way Parker has to say the same number or get drunk. That's not how it works. All right. Uh, next up is Execute. 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 Is, is it, it Execute? Execute. When I think when I hear Execute, I think of Execute the, the Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Executor. Okay. So, uh, Execute is a reactive, unaffiliated card uh, that Corvus, Gra- Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight get to play. When Corvus Ga- Glaive... Gosh. When Corvus Glaive targets an enemy character with an attack that is within range 1 of an allied Proxima Midnight, or when Proxima Midnight targets an enemy that is within range 1 of Corvus Glaive, both characters can spend 2 to play the card. The enemy character rolls no defense dice during this attack. Well, do you want good. a good way to kill Black Panther? Here yeah. it is. Uh, this this card's really good, not because your opponent doesn't roll defense dice. It's it's only good because some characters in the game are bullshit. And it's nice to just tell your opponent that they can just take their bullshit and shove it right back <laughs> up their ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, my Captain America's rolling eight defense dice with blanks and re-rolls. You're like, how about your Captain America shuts the fuck up for five minutes? How about that? Um, this act card is not actually that good because it only works on one attack and it it doesn't stop some things from happening. Like, Vapors of Altor can still get around this because they can reroll your offensive dice. Uh, you can still play Recalibration Matrix against this. But generally speaking, you're going to play this card and kill somebody. Like, that's what's going to happen. So you have played it, but you don't like it? It is good, but it's only good when you're trying to kill someone who's not supposed to die. Like, when you're attacking, like, a mm-hmm. Thanos or a Captain America or a Black Panther or maybe sometimes Magneto, like, you're just saying, I'm just done with your bullshit, I'm counting to your hit points, you're dead. We're gonna get past this, it's done. Uh, because even someone like Thanos, like, the whole point of Thanos is, like, well, he might block three, 
sometimes, and he's usually blocked two. Well, when he's only taking off one, you're just taking a huge chunk of hit points out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's only like it's like we just talked about. It. It's only good against like four characters. It's like you don't need this against other people. Like if they're gonna randomly spike super high, who knows that it's gonna be on this specific attack roll? So do you put it in your black order list just in case? Is it that good? Is it good enough? Usually, you do no. It? I used to, but then people stopped playing like Captain America, and so then I stopped playing it because you just don't need it. It might make it into the eight, but probably not. If Captain America was super meta, then it would definitely be in my list. I think because Wakanda is very strong, it might go into a black order list. Um, and I hate the fact that some cards take two characters very specific to make them happen. However, these two come together kind of as a package. Yeah. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. So that tax in this situation fine. is basically not. Yeah, it's yeah. not really a tax. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Also, this card is unaffiliated. And True. I do like playing Corvus and Proxima in X-Men. And so Which this is really good. works there. Yeah, it's really because good. Because X-Men have no good tactics cards. So as tactics cards go, for the job it's supposed to do and how it works out, 80% of the time, this card is just a monster, right? Like, yeah. it's just a monster. Like, all of yeah, a sudden, you, you lose a character. when you play it, this card is amazing. Like, you're dazed. Yeah. Like, Playing this, it, dazed. this card getting played might as well just say, pay to each day's a character. Yeah. That might as well be what this card says. But like it could just say that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be any better. But putting Corvus in your list generally says that generally. Like Exactly. <laughs> no, the the problem with this is the circular logic. Whenever Corvus Glaive targets an enemy character, it's like you could just stop typing there because whatever you're gonna put at the end usually doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's a foregone conclusion, right? Like yes. who who is he not gonna kill? Yeah. Um as where, like, if you could combine this with, like, Usurp the Throne type of effects, like, this could be amazing. Yeah. But uh, we, they can't double dip that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's honestly, it's, it's like, overkill is really why this card isn't amazing. It's because you don't need it. That's the problem. Well, Like, it's it's more than you need. On Thanos' healthy side, you do get a victory point for, you know, for downing somebody, right? So it's, if, if, you're, if you're using yes. it to eliminate a model, it's, it's giving you kind of Usurp the Throne. But again, we're we're just talking about how you don't need the card to daze or kill people. Right. Like that's the problem. It's like you only need it against like those three characters that can get like silly good defense. Hmm. When you're talking about like, you know, Magneto with cover or or you know, Black Panther on the healthy side and he's like got vibranium shielding up or something. Like it's only on those rare times, and then you could probably just get through it anyway, honestly. Yeah, he has like one of the it's... most premium generic attacks in the game. It doesn't on so top of that. So when we come to a card like this, that's really good, but like, what's the point? Like, I like to look at it and say, does that score you a victory point by playing this card? I don't yeah. know that it does, right? Like, it's only like if they're carrying an objective, and you're like, I'm gonna gut this dude for sure. But mostly, it just dazes a character, which. Might not really. Well, mean we were anything. talking about how in Black Order that does give you a victory point. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay, so there you go. But but the problem being that you're ninety percent of the time going to get that anyway. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's the problem is it's it's too niche. Like the the times you need this card do not come up enough to justify putting it in your five. Uh huh. I don't know if it makes it in your eight. I don't think it does. I don't think. It, I don't think it does. No, I don't either. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5, though. I think it still has value. And it's, it's not that the effect it provides isn't good. It's just that it's not necessary. 
It's very redundant. There's a, yeah. There's a lot of cards in the game that are way worse than this. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. This if this was the standard of cards in the game, I think that's fine. As long as they have value sometimes and they actually do good things, I think that's all we're looking for. You know what? I I'm so I'm gonna follow you up, but I'm gonna say it's a six because you can pretty much auto kill Black Panther or Captain America just by pointing at them. I mean, that that has a strength in itself. Those those bastards need to go, and this is a card that can do it. Parker? Uh, I'm gonna give it a five. Because I, I like its I like its opportunity cost. I think it's like appropriate totally for the characters. It makes perfect sense. It should it should happen when you play it, but it shouldn't be played all the time. So I think it's a definition of a five. Yeah, this has a lot of restrictions on it, but really the only restriction is Corvus have to spend two power. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing on here that isn't going to be true anyway. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right, so five it is. Jeremy, take your shot. Parker, I already go. did. I'll take another one. All right. Blood and got, personal. Got your cranberry and banana juice over there. <laughs> it's delicious. Apple teeny, easy on the teeny. Mm-hmm. All right. Blood red and personal is our next card. It's an unaffiliated card because so is the person who uses it. It's a reactive card the Punisher uses. During the power phase, he can spend four power. Each time an enemy character is KO'd this round, this character's controlling player gains one victory point. Here you go, Jeremy. You wanted cards to give victory points. Not it's not extremely conditional, but it's kind of really conditional. Now it's not dazed, it's KO'd. Right. Which is the tricky yeah. part. We've talked about I mean, the obvious conclusion is you play this with Black Order. Punisher already fits in Black Order pretty easily. So if you're double dipping on every KO as two victory points, that can really catch up fast. But but it's the same problem as execute. This is a win more card. You're already winning if you're KOing more than one character a turn. Like, how is that a problem? Or was it really a problem? Like, man, I know I KO three people that turn, but if I could just get three more victory points, I could have won. Like, what? Like, where the fuck were you playing? Like, that's that's the problem with this card. It's cool. I like it. I don't think it's that valuable. It's probably worth, what, one victory point? Probably. I mean, honestly. Probably you're going to get assuredly, one. Almost assuredly, you're going to get one. But it costs four power yeah. and a specific character. How is is that that valuable? Like if if Punisher could just spend five power and play a card, and you get got a point, would you play that card? I don't know. Probably not. Um. Yeah. Probably not. I'll say you play Punisher that, more than that, I do. I don't know. I. I mean, I think he's going to have plenty of power to play it if he's still alive. The only question is, like, does that matter? Because it generally goes towards the conversation of, well, you're trying to kill enemies or else you're not getting that many points from it. So either you're playing hard scenario and you're just hoping to kill one person and get a lead, which doesn't seem likely. Probably you're trying to use this to catch up in victory points after you go all in on fighting. If you kill, if you've KO'd two characters on a turn, you've probably already won. Like, legitimately, you've probably won. That's the problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So it probably ends up being not that great. I mean, it's probably, I I don't know. Win more cards or really lose more cards because they only have value if you're winning, which means they're redundant. Mm -hmm. It'd be like if they played a card, even if it costs zero, if you have 16 victory points, score one victory point. Like you wouldn't play that because you've already won. It's like it would only, the only thing it would ever do is break ties if you both get to 16. And so I feel like that's kind of what this card does. Well, if you're already killing characters, potentially multiple characters, it shouldn't really matter 
how many. Like, the only time this is ever going to come up where is when you're playing a close game, but you also conveniently kill a bunch of their people. It just doesn't seem likely. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Ooh, that's pretty strong. I mean, it is a strong four. Of the, of the eight tactics cards you take, Blood Red and Personal, <laughs> and you're taking Punisher, there's a lot of bold moves taken here. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to say a three just because it costs four to do it. And also, this well, is a win more card. I mean, it really is. The, so the win more is big for me. The, the restriction on playing Punisher is pretty minor. The restriction for spending four power is almost not at all. Punisher gets so much power because he's always double tapping people. Like, he gains three power a turn, usually. And so it's not much for him to spend four power. Um, I will say, however, if he you get, a, like, a full Punisher and you pull off the... Uh, what is it? Doom prophecy and uh, all you've got combo. This card could have some value because <laughs> you might just True. start printing money. It's like, oops, sorry, I killed three people. Here's my six victory points because I'm, I'm in black order. I'm trying to imagine a world where you saved him to turn four, <laughs> and he's still alive. Like, why turn four? We're talking turn two. <laughs> yeah, We're but you got KO. In. You got a KO, not days. That's the deal. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I dazed them on turn two, turn one. <laughs> you didn't playing daze, Black Order. You didn't daze three playing or four. Playing Black times. Order. Cosmic Portal, one guy forward. Mindstone, another guy okay. forward. And we're going sure, all in. Corvus, sure, Proxima, sure, sure, sure. And, and Punisher are getting them. Uh, no, okay, yeah, I see where your four real, is coming I, from. I see it. Okay, three. It's just that the, all, the, all the restrictions on this card are easy to accomplish. I agree. The The value part is where I have the problem. I think it's it should be dazed or KO'd. I think this card would be really good if it was dazed or KO'd. It would be crazy if it was dazed or KO'd. Absolutely. That would be yeah. a whole different animal. So I, you got a four. I have a three. Parker, where are you at? Parker. Three, most definitely. It's it's. I, I don't need to win that much harder. Thank you. For, all right. Well, this time both of you guys were wrong, so you both take shots. <laughs> God damn it. This whole game was rigged. Shots, 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 shots. I'm the only one here that's actually taking shots. All right. Parker, go. Next card. Deadly Duo. Um, oh, another straight... All right. Uh, Deadly Duo is an unaffiliated card active during Rocket Raccoon's activation. If he is within range two of an allied group, both characters can spend two power. Uh, Rocket Raccoon may immediately perform up to three Plasma Rifle attacks, which is his basic attack. Each attack must target a different enemy character. Poor baby. Have we have we named a fuck ten this yet? Card. Just fuck this card. I am so yet? salty about this card. Like, this is a ten. Uh, there is no. All right. This is a ten. We rated last minute save a nine. This isn't a ten. Because this card's too restrictive. It requires two people and two, two power expenditures... But yeah, this card's fucking dumb. It's dumb. I mean, look, so we're talking about the tax, right? So if you take one of these dudes, you're usually taking both, unless it's just a, I need a two-point character, and my my little throw-in is Rocket, which anymore, there's enough two-pointers, which usually a throw-in isn't Rocket anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket has stopped being that guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just money. Like, two and two to play this thing. And it goes crazy. Like three attacks plus his two attacks in a row is just bananas. Mm. It's just crazy. Primarily, I think that it also negates the punishment of having to move Rocket. Like you get in that situation like, oh man, Rocket has to move. Well, if you have Deadly Duo, it doesn't really cost you anything. She'll get four attacks. Like, oh my God. Um, Yeah, this card is amazing. Uh, There's there's no question about it. 
you can it allows you to attack one character three times in a round, which you know it tries to force you to spread the attacks out. If you had to play this card just to get the one extra attack against the initial target, that's still worth it, right? Mm. Like I'm not crazy. Like that that card would get played. For sure, because it's, it it's a builder attack. It's not yeah, just an attack. You, it's a fucking yeah. builder attack. Right, you're also yeah. getting... Yeah, Rocket's getting all the power for it, so then he's Hadron enforcing mm -hmm. later, or he's booby-trapping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, to, to, be, to be another thing that makes it so easy is it's all range 5. Like, it's so easy yeah. to get three characters within range 5 of Rocket to do this. Like, it's so easy. All right, so this is a 9, right? You know, I got to say, for, for tactics cards and what tactics cards are, are supposed to do, I mean, yes, we're in the, the zone of it requires these two to do it. They may not be in your list, but I don't see anything closer to a 10 than this. Like, this is a money card. Like, this is, it does. I think last minute save is, is worse than this. You think it's better for, than for this? Game balance. Yeah. Because this doesn't break the game. This just gives you action economy. The other card functionally breaks the way the game works. For four power and doing the things that you're going to do anyway to attack five times in a row, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I, I'm still, I, I agree. I, I'm still going with nuts. a 10. You guys do what you want to do. I it, it, 10 means it's literally broken. Like it does not, the game is not balanced with this card in it. I don't know that that's what 10 is supposed to mean. I think it's I, a... Well, that's what 10 is to me. What, okay. what do you think 10 is, then? 10 so, is... So this card is better than the only nine we have on here so far. Oh, no, there's two. There's Magnetic Refraction and Last Minute Save. Okay. I think this is in line with those cards. Magnetic Refraction is a save card, so it, it buffs your team. It makes them tankier. That's mm -hmm. fine. And what's the other one? Last minute save. Last minute save. The one that unkills or dazes one of your cards. That card isn't nice. right at all. Like, I can't even put that on a scale. I, that's an 11. It's stupid. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's a dumb card. That's just dumb. Um, I think Deadly Duo is a perfect 10. Like, I think that's exactly the card you want for, like, the, what it's supposed to do. It does an incredible amount for the amount you pay for it, for the dudes that are doing it. Like, it's just right. It lands in the, this is the... The best scenario. I, I think it's a 10. Parker. Um, I'm actually going to go with... I'm actually going to go with a 9. And the reason why I'm going with a 9 is... is I, I listened to your argument, Jeremy, and I liked it a lot. That I did this is like... When you think about like a perfect 10, like this is everything you want. And it's true. Um, but one of the things I, I like... One of the things I, I, you've heard me talk about is how... Does this draw me towards those characters that play it, right? Does this is this good enough that I want to play that character? That's how good it is, and um, like I don't see Rocket and Groot everywhere. I don't see like, oh man, we got to play that card. It's the best card in the yeah. game. We got to play that card. So let's play Rocket and Groot. I don't, I don't, I don't you, see that. You would see Rocket and Groot plug and played in like ninety percent of lists if, right. if if this was a ten. I think I think it's a I think it's a nine, which which is really, really good for these two characters if you were going to play these two characters, if, not the other way around. It's let's play these two characters because this card exists, which is the reason why you play, which is the reason why I, I actually would be willing to make Last Minute Save a 10 because you will play that dog to play Last Minute Save. I don't think you play Rocket and Group to play this card. So I think it's 9. I can buy that. Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Last Minute Save a 10? I feel like that was a mistake. I think Last Minute Save probably is a 10. Now that we're talking about yeah. this, I think this we're versus that. We're going to have that. an amendment episode where we we just go through and re-rate things. <laughs> Mistakes. And 
and Black Dwarf will get his day. Further <laughs> review. Anyway, moving on. Black Panther, 10. Uh, he's not a 10. No, he's not. Just a strong 8. Nine and a half. All right, Parker, go. Uneasy Allies is a reactive card unaffiliated with Spider-Man and Venom. Uh, when they target an enemy character with an attack that's within two of another allied character, both characters may suffer one damage to play this card. You add three dice to the attack roll. Uh, so this is the best add dice card in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily because it doesn't cost power. Um, you, they both need to be within two of the target, which is kind of odd considering Venom has a range three attacks. Kind of threw me a bit. Uh, this is probably going to see some resurgence when the new Peter Parker comes out. Then there will be four characters that can play this card. Is Spider-Man amazing Spider-Man? I don't think so. He is. Is he? Yes. Mm-hmm. All that matters is the word Spider-Man is in his title. Really? Has that been ruled? I mean, because I mean, one is called Amazing Spider-Man and one's Spider-Man. Yeah, they're... I don't believe there's actually been an official ruling, but this is the same terminology rulings they used at, at Privateer Press. I can't imagine they would change them. Hmm. I mean, not that this breaks the game in any way. I, I was just wondering. Yeah. No, I'm I am nine, 99% sure that's, it's going to work, but yeah, it, that's besides the point right now. Yeah. But considering he's the fighty Spider-Man, I think that would be a bigger deal. Because usually right now, yeah. you use it for Venom to get the extra dice. And I mean, anything that includes... Both of them in this fashion is fine by me. I mean, that's great. That, I, that would be a nine-point yeah. investment to play this card. It should be worth it. Hmm. Not to mention, like, like, um, what's the word? Intuitively speaking, the fact that Miles could use it, but Peter Parker, too, couldn't would be so ass-backwards yeah. that, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's cool that Amazing Spider-Man... Uh, can pay two power and a damage to get a Tendai attack. That's pretty cool. A place and a Tendai attack, if Venom is there. Yeah. It's definitely a really fav- it's a juicy attack card for sure. My favorite right now was doing twelve dice. We are Venoms, which is just hilarious. Yeah. you get to heal for a bunch, and they can't mod their dice. So they're like, damn it, and they yep. just get blown up. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that's crazy. I- All right. Uh, did you have something? I was gonna say in a in a faction that likes to punch up at key moments, like that's that that's also what like all webbed up is all about. Like, yeah. it's it's about like ooh, I'm gonna play this like corral you game and you know a dodgy game, and then oops, I need to kill you right now. Let's do it now. Well, yeah, like there you go. And Easy Allies is exactly that card. So yeah, they're very scalpely as a faction. Uh-huh. They they tend to do exactly what they want to do. They're very deliberate about their their actions they take, where they put their models, how they position enemy models, and then it's like, okay, line up the Omega Beam, let's go in and just kill this guy. And mm-hmm. so they're they're very good at doing that. Yeah. I like the fact that I like it's how Jeremy free. Yeah. It's no free in good. a faction that doesn't like to make power on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeremy, instead of covering your mouth when you're yawning, just yeah. mute yourself. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. I hate you. <laughs> Alright, so numbers, I'm gonna give this Probably a six. I think it's above average in the game. If add dice cards were as good as this on average, we'd see a lot more add dice cards. Uh, I, I don't know. When's the last time you saw this card played? I, I don't uh, know. I, I don't... used to play this card with my. Uh, we put this in our podcast list, didn't we? I'm like ninety nine percent sure this was in our podcast list. I doubt it. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll just check. How about that? There's I'll no way to know. Brandon, there's no way to know. Uh, <laughs> if only we had some kind of record or I wish there was a way to know, but there's things not. that has happened. Um, yeah, it's just, who could say? A, a five is fine. Um, the problem is, is again, it, you have to have characters who don't... I mean, it seems to me that uh, web warriors tend to be wherever they want to be, just kind of like manipulating the board and having to focus yourself and be within two of something. Um, it's kind of weird and awkward, I would think. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'll go a four just to be obstinate. Parker. <laughs> I, I just love that call. You know, Web Warriors is a faction. They have things. It could be crazy. I don't know. Maybe not. A four. <laughs> four. I love Fuck that. Em. Hot take. I don't... Hot take incoming. Okay. Um, I think Uneasy Allies is a six. And the main reason why I think it's a six is I think paying one damage, uh, which is usually one damage on one character because the other character is Venom and, might, and is going to get it back. Um, usually because you're paying one damage on one character to get three dice, I think is... I think it's worth it in this faction specifically. Um, the only reason why I would hesitate to give it a six, the only reason why it might go down is because it is adding three dice and you're not modding them. Um, so that's something like you're not doing anything with those dice to make sure they hit, but it's cheap as free. Um, it's cost one damage on Spider-Man usually. And I think that's worth it. So I think it's a six. Nice. Six it is. Did you say six? I thought you said a five, Brandon. You just, you no, just fucking. Six. You said I five. said six. Five. No, I said six because this is better than an average card, and if dice adding cards like this existed everywhere else, people would play them. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's escalating. Escalating. It's really got out of hand fast. It's out of hand. <laughs> All right. Uh, now the the 